Welcome back to another episode of Sports with the Z and a T. I am Bryce Zelensky alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and of course, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, presented by Godzilla Media. Uh, we are now recording on Wednesday for our shows to drop on Thursday. The reason we're doing that is because of the college football playoff rankings being released on Tuesday. So I want to make sure our listeners are aware that this is it might not be permanent, but it's going to be for as long as the college football season is going on, probably because of the rankings. There's really no point of us recording on a Tuesday night when the rankings don't come out till 738 o'clock on a Tuesday night. So here we are mm-hmm. uh, recording Wednesday night for a show on Thursday. Let's hop right to it, Taylor. The college football playoff rankings are Ooh, out. Let's go. Um, there is a lot of controversy around it. I <laughs> I, I, the most of the controversy is with Cincinnati, and mm-hmm. I don't really have a problem with where they are. I kind of warned people that that was where they're going to be. We um, literally did. We literally told you last week that they were going to be outside the top four. Guess what? They're outside the top four. Uh, the top four goes as follows. Georgia at one. No shocker there. Bama at nope. two. No shocker there. Uh, Michigan nope. State at three because of their win against Michigan. So not really a shocker there either. Um, Oregon at four it might be a little bit of a stunner. Um, Ohio State, obviously Oregon beat Ohio State, and Ohio State's at five. That might be the tiebreaker there. Mm-hmm. I believe Ohio State has a little bit of a more impressive resume, even though Oregon did beat Ohio State, but I kind of get the head-to-head there. And then Cincinnati at six. Um, I'll just round out the top ten. Michigan at seven. Oklahoma eight. Wake Forest at nine. And Notre Dame at ten. And, and there, I have, <laughs> um, I have a lot of problems with kind of after ten is where more of my problems lie, but people have a big problem with Cincinnati at number six. And I just kind of want to start off with that Taylor, because I I mean, look, what, what did you expect? Um, They, I I mean, and I, and I think Gaz is upset about this. I've seen a couple tweets about a couple people through Godzilla media that are upset about this. Apparently now the college football playoff is corrupt and the system (laughs) needs to be blown up and on and on and on because Cincinnati's at six. Cincinnati has one good win. It's not even a great win. It's a good win on the Mm -hmm. road against Notre Dame. That's it. There's nothing else. This is a program that, I mean, their only other win is over a team with the, the, well, let me backtrack. Their only other win against a team that has a winning record is UCF. UCF Mm -hmm. is not very good. (laughs) They've had their last two games have been against a mediocre Navy who's two and six. Tulane, they barely beat Tulane. They're one and seven. Um, I, 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 and really, Gary Barta, who the college football playoff committee, literally came out and said the performances weren't good enough for a team with the roughs strength of schedule to begin with. So if you're not creaming these guys that you're supposed to be creaming at, uh, teams that clearly are, you know, you, you should be beating by 30, 40 points. I mean, that's how bad some of these teams are. Compare it to the resume of Ohio State. Compare it to the resume of Oregon. Compare it to the resume of Michigan State. Compare it to the resume of Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be in the top four. We were right, and this just kind of proves it. Well, because, I mean, if you look at it, the first two slots, everyone knew they were going to be, or at least I would think that everyone knew they were going to be. Georgia, obviously. Georgia has rolled everyone. Um, and yeah, Alabama, they're the best team in the country. I don't think yeah, it's close. And then Alabama there, too, because, I mean, I think we most people would agree, like, in, in a neutral field, if you put Alabama against anyone, they're, they're going to be in it and probably win. Um, 
their one loss, I think. Uh, who who was Alabama's one loss? They uh, they lost to uh, Texas A and M. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah Texas A and M. But still, I, I mean, you knew that those guys were going to be up there. It was just up for debate on the other two spots, and we talked about it. I think the, at least the last two weeks. That's mm-hmm. just Cincinnati just doesn't have any wins. They don't have a strength mm-hmm. of the schedule. They can look great, but if they're not, they don't even look as great as they should be. Like you said, they're playing these these unranked teams, these teams that if say Alabama were to be playing these teams, it's forty to seven, like well, every th- single game. Well, right. and, to, and and to piggy off that, like people are saying, oh, Cincinnati's disrespected. Not really. They're still ranked ahead of an unbeaten Oklahoma. They're ahead of Wake Forest. There's a whole lot of good teams with multiple good wins that they are ahead of. So let's stop mm-hmm. with the whole they're disrespected. No, they're not. But the committee is being real about this and saying, look, they have not done enough, and they are certainly not a top-four team in the country, especially at least right now. And, um, and I, if anything, it it's, it's just expands the argument for, you know, like – College Let's get to it. We expansion. need it to be expanded. Yes, and, and I agree. And this is the, the controversy. I feel like the committee and 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 everyone at large, or like the college football people at large, um, love this kind of debate because they want someone to get skill slighted because that only increases the demand for more of these games to be played. Which I mean makes total sense. Like uh, honestly, like I, I've I've made this argument before is that you're always going to have a team on the outside that's mad, um, but when it's when I've lived it four. When you're only doing uh, four, it, it's 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 real tight and it gets I, real, you know, this or that, like eye test I, look over I, the I, schedule, I, this kind of stuff happens. I lived it back in 2016. I know the feeling. Penn State got chipped out of I mean, they won the Big Ten championship and, and didn't make the college football playoff over a Pac-12 champion. Well, I, I know the feeling it happens every single year but going forward style points are going to mean everything that's not just for Cincinnati but it is for Cincinnati more so than probably anybody because of the fact that you know you have that lack of strength of schedule you have to obliterate everyone left that's what the committee is saying it's looking for that's really all you have to your ability I mean you play who you play so you have to make the most out of it the pressure's on at the moment Six is about right for Cincinnati. Like they recognize that they are having a good year. They are a top program this year. However, you're not in yet. Um, look, Michigan State, I have no problem with. Uh, Michigan at seven, that kind of makes sense. Uh, the loser of that game was not going to go very far. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has been underwhelming, yet they are nine and zero. Wake Forest is undefeated, but coming out of a weak, a weak ACC, Notre Dame underwhelms you significantly, and then just. Going down the line, Oklahoma State, Baylor, Aub. I mean, really, there's – I'd like to say realistically maybe seven seven programs that have a good shot at the college football playoff. Like, look, there's a lot to happen moving forward. But there, there, there really isn't many after 10 that you're going to sit there and say has a chance, right? There's a lot of two loss. There's some mm-hmm. three loss. That gets to where I have a problem. Now, I'm not saying Penn State should be <laughs> up there, but to I have them, but to have them this- not in the top 25 <laughs> and Auburn is 13, Wisconsin is 21, I have massive problems. Like, look, I get it. You lost to Illinois. You lost to Iowa because starting quarterback went out. But they went toe-to-toe with Ohio State last. I, I mean, come on. Wisconsin <laughs> and Auburn are ahead of them. You have Pitt ahead of them. You have uh, – 
a Mississippi State, a three-loss SEC team ahead of them. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, the back end of the, I, I feel like the college football playoff took the top 10 and said, okay, we're going to put all our resources into the top 10 and then just kind of press the random button afterwards because after 10, it makes no sense. Top 10 makes sense. After that, how is Auburn 13? How is Wisconsin 21? Penn State not ranked. Uh, how, how is how is Mississippi State a three-loss team, seventeen ahead of a six-and-two Iowa? How is Pitt six-and-two and in the top twenty-five? It makes it makes no sense. I mean, it's all gonna shake out, but um, that, it's probably because no one really cares about it unless it's your team. Like, I, I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, I when it comes to because I don't care, I don't have a team, so I only care about like what's going on at the top. And then when you get down to like you know after ten, it's like. Minnesota six and two right, and it's twenty. The the funniest thing though was that I was like I was in line okay. um, lunch today and I was standing with Eric and um I basically was like I was looking at the rankings because I, I I I was just I hadn't really looked at the bottom and I was like wait is Penn State there and then I scanned through and I was like oh Penn State's not there I was like Bryce is gonna be pissed oh I was I was not at, like <laughs> look I get it guys like it's, the podcast is gonna be great today like I get it five and three is not a good look and I get three straight losses is not a good look however what they proved on the road at Ohio State um I I, I mean you I don't get brownie Illinois, points but it's the, the Illinois, Illinois game is it's the really Illinois loss it's, absolutely it's killing you because um, because the Iowa, I mean Iowa's, and you were you know four and five at the time. So they're it, it, they're probably honestly honestly they're probably like literally twenty sixth or twenty seventh, twenty sixth or twenty seventh air quotes in their mm-hmm. rankings. I bet if they beat Maryland this weekend, and uh, honestly, I don't care. I mean, I'm going to the Michigan game in two weeks. I mean, great if they beat Michigan. Um, that'll be a big game. At least we could wreck their season. And Penn State still has a lot to fight. They could get into a New Year six. It is still. I mean, they still play Michigan State. They still play Michigan. Whatever. To, um, me, to I, me, if I look at the top of these rankings, the thing that stood out to me. I mean, obviously, I we knew that Cincinnati. We did knew that Cincinnati was not going to be there. Um, and so when I look at the the back three, a uh, three four, and then five, it's it's all to do with the Big Ten because you know yep. obviously obviously mm-hmm. MSU and uh, uh, and Ohio State are there, but then Oregon's one like signature win right now is is Ohio State and and yep. so it's 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 just this like Big Ten mishmash at the bottom and I'm really excited to see how it pans out because I know Michigan State has to play Ohio State and well and Ohio Michigan State has still to play Michigan right Mi- Michigan and Ohio State still and have to Penn play State. each other Penn State plays Michigan and Michigan State still um yeah. ohio so it, it's so all things could still they, get really crazy back there absolutely absolutely and who knows who's gonna stumble between i, I mean look if you really think wake force is gonna be there at the end you're you're just not I don't, but oklahoma is one to watch because if, if i don't play anybody you, that, yeah, that's just know, it like but, they keep winning but if michigan state but i'm gonna ohio take state, oklahoma over cincinnati i'd like to see oklahoma over but cincinnati. if michigan state and ohio state beat up on it like if uh, i i don't know i guess if michigan state gets uh, the one loss from ohio state but then, I mean, Penn State's in there, so Penn State could take one if they if they're feeling sure. risky. Um, sure. And so, yeah, I just I, I, that's a way for a team. I don't I don't believe in Cincinnati either. But um, uh, if Oklahoma keeps winning and not losing, I mean, they they play at least Oklahoma State, who's what what is Oklahoma State right? Eleven. Oklahoma State's so, eleven. Mean, yep. They're still there. If they stay there, that that is a good enough win, I would think, to push you a little bit 
much closer to the top four. And if things are shaken up because the Big Ten just implodes on itself, then that that's a way for that one of those teams to sneak in. I don't think Wake Forest is going to be. It's going to be teams, yeah. It's it's going to be interesting. This is going to change a lot. Um, and it, it always does. It always does. Trust me. It, there is a long ways to go. But the initial like I rankings, can say that the the first two I think are gonna are safe bet that they're gonna be there at the end, but you never know, man. Someone could come out and beat Georgia. I don't think they will happen, but like it could. I think I, I I mean just based on the eye test and everything I've seen Georgia this year, this, like this Georgia team is different this year, and I I don't think it's particularly close to the best team in the country is right now, and that to me is the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, before we head to the NFL, because we do want to make this episode kind of shorter, we you know we were recording later now, and we've had long days, and, and it just makes sense to make this a little shorter. I do want to mention about Johnstone Supply in Troy, and we put the clocks back this weekend, Taylor. Uh, if fall is officially here, it's getting cold. Uh, it's getting down to like twenty-five degrees at night. I hate cold. it. Um, it's very cold. Very cold, but like I said, fall is officially here. But that also means changes may be coming to your home, right? You need to start making sure. I'm sure you've been trying to turn on your heat right now. Does your furnace need to be replaced? Or are you looking for an upgrade to that heating system? Johnstone Supply in Troy can make sure your home is heated properly for this colder weather that's on the way and pretty much here. A family-owned and operated business, Johnstone Supply in Troy, has been helping upstate New York residents for decades. Go and visit their store on 6th Ave in Troy for more information on how they can help you this fall, whether it's finding the proper change for your filters or making sure your home is heated properly for the new weather. Johnstone Supply in Troy staff can help you answer any questions you may have, from George to Tom and many more of the staff that are there. They look forward to seeing you. Follow them on Facebook or even go and call them today. You might want to write this number down. That is 518-272-5922. Again, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Their phone number is 518-272-5922. Johnstone Supply in Troy. Go check them out today. And, uh, yeah, it's, it is getting cold and quick. I, I was just talking to one of one of my buddies that I golf with. And I'm like, is, this, is the season over? Um, I hope not. I'm, I'm hoping to get out one or two more times, but I don't know. It's not looking yeah, not, it's the, not the looking snow great. feels like it's on its way, and I'm sad about it. it it's it. I mean, up in the Adirondacks, it is yeah. snowing. So uh, I know it, it's I know it's, it's not too far, but it's coming. Um, week anyway. eight. Taylor in the NFL had some had some surprises. It's some um, weird, um, weird it, shit. It, it got weird. Uh, little update on the Pick'em Challenge, and obviously yeah, when it comes not do well. No, you did not. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to Week Nine, we will get to our picks in a little bit. But I was eleven and four. Taylor was nine and six. So I officially have a five game lead on Taylor now at eighty two and forty. Taylor is seventy seven and forty five. Still overall uh, good. Taylor, you had the Green Bay uh, game wrong. You picked the Cardinals. I picked the Packers. We both had the Bengals beating the Jets. Still not sure what happened I think there. I did. I lost my survivor pick. I made oh. it eight weeks, and the Bengals lose to oh. Mike White, and I'm That's out. I'm trusting the Bengals. 
<laughs> it's Mike White. I didn't. I didn't have 400 yards. And I thought three the touchdowns. Bengals were good too. I mean, I they, mean, they still I mean, we are, were just talking like, about them about weird. being the top team in the one of the top teams of the AFC, and then they go and lose. They played to the, like that, and then they just lay an egg. The goddamn Jets. Um, Mike White, the god. You had the Colts beating the Titans. Uh, Should have won. Car- I, I don't. Uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Well, I have some words. I have some words. Don't you worry. Uh, we both had the Falcons beating the Panthers. The Panthers uh, pulled that one yeah. out. See? See? I told you because I picked them. <laughs> I didn't pick them. They won. If I pick them this week, they're going to lose again. I yeah, guarantee you. I'm, I'm the curse of the Panthers. Of course yeah, they are. And they get McCaffrey back this week. Uh, the, Maybe. We Hopefully. also had the Chargers beating the Patriots. Chargers on a two-game losing streak now. The Eagles yeah, get weird. them this week. I mean, and then uh, we had the Buccaneers beating the Saints. And not only did the Saints beat the Buccaneers, they did it with Trevor Simeon, which makes it even more of a um, strange Strange, strange week. Strange week. Strange week. Uh, my birds beat the lions. They did their job. <laughs> Forty-one to six. That I was, was. I was still was nervous going into watch. it, but like you did, you did, you did I, the thing you needed to do. I uh, <laughs> not get embarrassed. I, I was, I was kind of thinking like, why can't we play? Uh, can't we play Detroit every week? This is fun. <laughs> This is what it feels like again. No, I, the AFC I North like play or play I forgot how it feels. Yeah, well, it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's better than what your Colts did. Let's start with that game. Uh, Let's start why, with probably what was – because it was probably one of the biggest games of the week. Of course yeah, we're going to talk way. about it. Uh, the Colts, I, I mean, should have beaten the Titans. Um, mm-hmm. Lost in overtime 34-31. to uh, We're, we're going to get to – the Colts in a second, but obviously the big news of the week uh, is that Derrick Henry is now out for the year. They say six to ten weeks, um, but likely out, out for the year with a uh, uh, foot injury, a Jones fracture. He did require surgery. They brought in Adrian Peterson. Um, they're, I mean, Julio Jones has been in and out of the lineup. The Titans are going to have to completely re- restructure this offense moving forward. But they did enough against the Colts, especially defensively, to to win the game. And really, I mean, the story of the of the game is, and there's a lot of debate around the Colts right now, not just because of losing this game, but the ramifications of what could happen um, now that they look like they're not going to be making the playoffs. Um, uh, Really the Colts losing this game stops the AFC South race from getting interesting. What started out with them sending a message early 14, nothing lead before you could blink ended with Carson Wentz throwing two interceptions in the final 90 seconds. Um, The Colts best hope of making the playoffs now is a wild card spot. They're three games behind the Titans of the division lost the tiebreaker because of the season sweep Titans swept the Colts already. Um, Wentz threw one interception all year, but the two on Sunday led to 10 points and a victory for the Titans. Uh, The schedule does not favor the Colts to make a run for the playoffs. Six of the Colts final nine games are against teams that went into Sunday with a winning record. The one thing that does favor the Colts, if anything, is that only two of those games against teams currently with a winning record, which would be Buffalo and Arizona, are played outside of Indianapolis. But right now, it's hard to imagine this Colts team making the playoffs or even really getting to a winning record, which kind of leaves it to the big debate of, and some 
Colts insiders and and I will lose all respect for the Colts organization if they pull this fucking shit. There's talk about benching Carson Wentz be, to not lose that first round pick. It has been apparently the front office is split between benching Carson Wentz or seeing what Carson Wentz has and blah, letting him play. Yeah, what? Well, right, right, right. if, if if you screw us out of a top ten pick, I will forever lose. All respect for the Indianapolis Colts, but sorry, piece okay. of shit organization. Yeah, well, they that's why they wouldn't do that. So you can forget about it. Colin Cowherd was the one who I think broke the story and was like they were split. No, it, on it's been more than Cowherd talking yeah, about it. But but I, I I trust sources that like I follow on Twitter, like Zach Kiefer from the Athletic, who covers the Colts, and he tweeted out immediately after cowherd said that nonsense he was like there's this is absolutely not true and and that's what i believe they would never do it because if they did it would i like it of course what a ball nobody would ever trade with the colts again yeah and especially for conditional picks but like i feel like it would probably hurt in general um so yeah no i don't think that they're gonna be doing that besides which i mean there's still a chance we make the playoffs we just gotta like start winning every just gotta win every game from here on out, and then maybe we can get a wild card spot. Yeah, we've done that bad. before. We've done that before with uh, Andrew Luck, but um, with you know, I, the, the, yeah, the thing about this game was it sucks so bad because we we had it. We had it from the beginning. We were up fourteen to zero, and I don't blame them for letting them come all the way back and tie. I mean, tie it to fourteen, um, and then we went up and 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 the first interception, the one where he's about to get sacked in the end zone for a safety it's not a good move I, I i'm not saying it was a good play or that he thought that it was a good play i think he generally was just trying to throw it away and it happened to go but right that's into what the he does that's but it worked it but but that first one worked out because of the fact that they uh he couldn't have taken a safety because if he took a safety then obviously it's two points breaks the tie and it gives it back to the titans who can waste the clock out because there was like a minute 30 left so if he throws the interception and it turns into a touchdown, then they get to try You're to given. score and tie the game, which they did. You're giving Dude. him a hell of a which lot they, more no, credit. I am not saying that Carson Wentz did this on purpose. I don't. I think he was trying to throw it away. And that's why I don't give him a complete pass on it. It just worked out in the end. But the second one, the one that essentially ended the game, that was all him. It was the dumbest play. But I don't blame just him. I blame frank reich as well because the play calling has been awful like i don't understand why you're not running with jonathan taylor like 30 times a game i know you probably don't want to like hurt him and because he's so young and he's he's just getting into his stride and you don't want to make him you know you don't want to give him so many carries just because you don't want to you know overdo it but he is one of the most efficient backs in the league right now and he needs to be getting more at least 20 like at least give me to 20 they they had all the time in the world in ot i tweeted this out you have all the time in the world in ot why are you running the not why aren't you running the ball you're not stressed so why are you pushing it down the field of michael pittman jr in a triple coverage carson i swear to god you just need to make the throws that are there for you because he, on that throw, he had Jonathan Taylor like five yards from the line of scrimmage wide open. Would have gotten at least five to ten more, if not more, because he can obviously make people miss. He does it all the time, and he is one of the highest yards per contact or yards after contact in the league. So I don't understand why you're not getting him more touches. It doesn't even have to be runs. It can be like throws. I don't know. Just – Jonathan Taylor is the best player on that offense, and he needs they need to showcase that. Like it's not even close. Like Pittman's up there, 
but Jonathan Taylor is an absolute monster, and I don't understand why they don't go to him. When I play Madden and I use the Colts, I run it down the throat like all day long. Like I'll I'll run an entire drive of all runs because it keeps working. And uh, so I, I just don't understand it. And Carson, I feel your pain and all <laughs> Eagles fans' pains that they had because he does make some boneheaded plays sometimes. Sure does. He sure does. And it feels like he definitely limits his own ceiling uh, when it comes to If you to put Tom franchise. Brady into that game. Oh, they like win. Any, Colts win. Colts it, win. They destroy. They destroy. And they obviously win in those clutch situations, but I think they wouldn't have been in that situation to begin with. Uh, let's go to probably the other game of the week, which was the Thursday night football game, the Packers and the Cardinals. Uh, the Packers beat the Cardinals and, and now obviously will not have Aaron Rodgers this week because he tested positive for COVID and is not vaccinated. Um, but the Cardinals took their first loss, so we no longer have an unbeaten team. Uh, this, I, I, I don't know. The, what I saw from Green Bay is the reason why I picked them to pot to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. They they just have that it factor. There's no there's no way to measure it, but given how they've kind of pieced it together with all the injuries that they've gotten, uh, and obviously this week is probably going to be an outlier because they're not going to have Rogers. Jordan Love's going to play. Um, he, he, the, Rogers isn't having to be Superman. Uh, the defense is stepping up. They're forcing turnovers. They just shut down probably the the top uh, offense in all of football to really some some questionable drives. This is a team that I have just been nothing but impressed with. Um, Matt Lafleur has been doing a very good job with his play calling. Defense is stepping up at the right time. They're making big plays when they have to. Timely plays. Uh, this is a this is a Packers team that is hitting a stride. Now it'll be interesting. We'll get to it a little later on. It'll be interesting to see if they could carry it once Rodgers is back. Uh, he might miss more than a week. Who knows? Um, but this is this is definitely where I expect that the Packers to kind of implement themselves as the top team, at least one of the top teams in the <laughs> NFC. And it proved that the Cardinals are mortal. Oh, yeah, of course. The Green, Green Bay Packers are legit. I mean, they're always going to be there. The most impressive thing is obviously the fact that they did it with all the injuries without, you know, Devontae Adams um, and their top uh, Valdez Scantling and Lazard. Lazard so, was out with COVID, yep. Yeah, so their top three wide receivers and even I think Tunyon, too, their tight end got injured in the game. Tunyon's um, out for the year, torn ACL. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So doing that with all the weapons are down. I mean, you still have Aaron Jones, but still, you got to give it up for uh, Aaron Rodgers and how well he played in that game. And, and 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 on the Cardinals side, they were in it. Obviously, you everyone knows by now. If you're a sports fan, if you're an NFL fan, you 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 saw what happened. Um, oh yeah. To oh Andrew yeah. Green at the end of the game, he got confused. He was blocking like it was a run play and. And he just kind of gave up that interception. Now, so now here, here's where I'm at with the Cardinals. We saw this movie last year. We did. Arizona got off to a hot start. Kyler gets injured, and everything falls apart. Arizona seven and one. Kyler was seen leaving the stadium in a walking boot on his left leg. Now I'm not saying that it's serious. However, Kyler's banged up. We saw what happened last year when Kyler got banged up. Um, Murray. 
you know, if Murray gets right and, and everything gets back on track, you know, forget this conversation. Um, but this year's Cardinals team does seem to be built a little differently, especially uh, at least defensively. Losing J.J. Watt for the year is not going to help. Who knows how mm-hmm. Hopkins' hamstring really is. Questionable uh, looking against the Niners this week. Um, but they they seem to be at least um, – at least more mentally ready to bounce back from a loss than they were last year and not allow it to snowball. However, it's conversations that you have to have having a chance to win with 15 seconds left should show everything anyone needs to know about where this Cardinals team is at. But if the mm-hmm. injuries keep up um, a rough stretch is coming for this team. Yeah. And like I said, it's, it's encouraging to see that they, they lost on literally like a whack, last minute play where it easily could have gone the other way and been a touchdown. And then maybe they win and we don't have this conversation right now about how they're, they, they lost. And I just think at this point they are, they've proven that they are good enough to carry whatever injuries they have, at least I think to a playoff berth, whether they win the NFC West, I don't know because the Rams are hot, hot on their tails. Uh, my pick to make it to the uh, Super Bowl out of the NFC, the Rams are still as good as ever. Um, Cooper Cup is amazing. So I think that with that, with them being like right behind them, it puts a lot of pressure on Arizona. Um, you hope that Kyler Murray is as healthy because if he's not, then it's very possible that the situation you just described where they, they kind of collapse could happen. Um, and, you know, you'd like to win that division and you'd like to, I mean, you could still get that by, which is going to be huge, especially if you have injuries, getting that by before the playoffs, uh, before you have to play in the playoffs is huge for your health, your mental stability. So yeah, I'm sure they still want that too. So a lot of pressure on the Cardinals right now. You mentioned the Rams and we'll breeze through a lot of these games that were kind of obvious blowouts. The Rams obliterated Houston. Don't look at the score and say, Oh, only 16 points. Those 22 points were put up when uh, the Rams, put in the backups um the <laughs> not much to say about the panthers and the falcons outside of the panthers just absolutely hating taylor for no apparent or maybe reason I, maybe maybe it's um, not that maybe it's that i dictate their season if i pick the them panthers to season if i if i pick them to win they lose if i pick them to lose they win i'm gonna pick them to lose this week and see uh, they, they they play the patriots so we'll get to that game in Ooh. a little bit my birds um my birds ran 39 times Against the Detroit Lions and ran for over 215 yards just on the hate ground. Miles Sanders. I, I mean, where was this like Nick? Where was this when Miles Sanders was healthy? Um, Miles Sanders should be back in three weeks, so I'm excited to see what maybe this offense could be. Um, no, people in Philly are two carries a game. I know, uh, and, p- and people around the league are talking about like, look, the Eagles have the easiest remaining schedule left, and and at you know, at, at this point, they're, they have a pretty good shot at getting a wild card spot. Now, I'm not saying they're a wild card team. I don't even want to think about that. Um, but they need to show up like this against a decent team and against the Chargers at home provides such an opportunity. We'll talk about it next week. But they ran the ball, didn't ask Jalen Hurts to do too much. Shocker, a developing quarterback, not asked to do a whole lot, and your offense looks better. What do you know? Uh, shocker. Um 
Eagles running backs combined for 165 yards on the ground between Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, and Kenny Gainwell combined for four rushing touchdowns. And I I think this is everything Philadelphia wanted to see the defense. Um, was a it was a great performance by the defense, albeit against Jared Goff and a hap, uh, just absolutely hapless offense of the Detroit Lions. But uh, and the the Lions are bad, bad. Um, let, let's be clear about that. But it was good to see the Eagles uh, win a football game. Uh, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Cleveland is a hot mess. We'll see what develops with Odell Beckham Jr. over the next couple days. Obviously, after last week's game, losing fifteen to ten, he was asked to. Day at home from the practice facility this week, and uh, we will see if OBJ's time in Cleveland is coming to an end. Not much to address there. The Bills beat the Dolphins. Um, let's talk. Well, let's talk briefly. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it because I'm more so upset. And plus, it's still the Jets um, beating the Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. Uh, I, I think this was your classic uh, Cincinnati Bengals thought they could win 11 point uh, favorites coming in and just kind of laid an egg. And Mike White took advantage of his one opportunity. Um, maybe, maybe the Jets got it all wrong. Need to trade Zach Wilson, build around Mike White. I, I don't know. Zach Wilson, the next Drew Bledsoe. We're about to find out. No, I'm just kidding. Mike White's <laughs> never going to have a game like that again. Uh, but yeah, what happened with Cincinnati? Oh my God. I don't know, dude. I don't know. This this is this is definitely go up there as one of the weirdest games of the season because I mean I think I it skeptical. is the weirdest game of the season. Yeah, because I was skeptical Mike of White. I was skeptical of the Bengals um early on, but I mean they showed how quickly they It's building off a week where they absolutely obliterated the Ravens on the road. Yeah. Yeah. What are you was, doing? Yeah, and I, I it was so weird because you know I, I I almost made this the lock of my lock of the week. I did make like, it the lock of the week. Yeah, I mean you did. You did the survivor pool, but and like it, it just didn't make Fuckers. any sense. They were so hot coming off of the win against Baltimore. They just destroyed Baltimore, and they just come out. They, I can't explain it. Made made no, anything, made no sense. Made it no it sense. might have been the the worst game of uh, Jamar Chase's short career, and make, that did play a factor obviously because he's been so involved and he only had. He only had what he had. He had thirty nine yards, yards and a, thirty some yards and a touchdown. He had he three had catches on nine like, nine targets, but yeah, they really couldn't not... move the ball through the air with him as well as they would have liked. So I guess credit to the Jets for some reason, but I don't know. This this game is an aberration credit. at best. It's not a sign of credit. Things that come credit to the Jets? Question mark. Um, the I Niners. Mean, you win. <laughs> they won. The Niners beat the Bears. Fields looked better. Niners. Um, <laughs> Niners handle their business. Business and obviously uh, the Seahawks with Geno Smith handled their business against the Jaguars. Just an absolutely horrible team. Uh, the Patriots upset the Chargers, which is a little surprising. The Chargers now on a two-game losing streak. We'll talk about them when they play the Eagles uh, this week as well. Patriots trying to catapult themselves into the playoff race. I'm not sure at how realistic it is, um, but you know that they're four and four. They're looking better each week just not a sexy team i'm not really sure what to make of them and then the denver broncos who just traded uh von miller to the rams uh beat the washington football team at least you didn't pick the washington football team like you usually do uh denver did win by a not touchdown and then the saints uh big blow to the saints future uh Jameis winston is out 
<laughs> out for the year with a torn ACL. It happened early in the second quarter of their game against Tampa Bay. Trevor Simeon comes in, and what do you know? Unlikely hero leads the Saints to a 36-27 win against the defending Super Bowl champions and the GOAT Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. It's it's super weird. I, I get I, he does. Uh, Tom Brady does struggle against the Saints for some weird reason. Uh, Three straight it, regular season losses to the Saints. Makes yeah, no so it, it's weird. It's weird. But in the playoffs, he wins against them. So, uh, uh, I mean, we we got our Dallas pick right. Um, albeit, I would have picked Minnesota if I knew Cooper Rush was definitely playing. Uh, it was all believed that Dax That's was going to play, and, and even we got lucky good in that one. We got lucky with that one. Dallas, of course, Minnesota. You couldn't beat Dallas. <laughs> Come on, do your job. Uh, the Giants suck. The Chiefs no, are in a really dark place. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's time to press the panic button, Taylor, on the Chiefs. They just do not look good at all. Um, struggling offensively. Something's not right. Kelsey looks disinterested. Tyreek Hill's the only weapon. Mahomes is still turning the ball over. Uh, the, I mean, they're averaging 31 points against. I mean, credit to them for shutting down a really bad Giants team, I guess. But um, this, this, this Chiefs team might do well to win one of their next three games the way they're playing. And honestly, questionable to be a playoff team right now. Yeah, I, I... – I mean, they're not far out of the division just because the division is... Yeah, but from what I saw, it was reminiscent almost of the the Super Bowl game. Like, this is a new offensive line, but it was so weird how they were making the Giants look like the, the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl because it felt like Mahomes was on the run almost every down. Like, every time he snapped the ball, he was just... He was rushing out of the pocket and going to the... Like, you know, wheeling out. Um, so I don't really don't know what's going on with the offensive line with the team as a whole. And I think, you know, Mahomes, because of all that is forcing it a little bit. And that's why he's throwing these interceptions. And as for Kelsey, I just think people are being a lot more physical with him and it's really getting inside his head. He's, he's, they're pushing him off the line as soon as he, he's breaks out. So I, I really just think that he's getting frustrated, um, and he's, he didn't really get involved in that game until late. He had a couple of catches, I know, because he's on my fantasy team, and he barely helped me get a win. Um, he hasn't felt like the number one tight end in the league um, as of late, but that's just a symptom of uh, Patrick Mahomes and their struggles. But, yeah, the, the team is so weird. And you don't give the defense any credit because the Giants are awful too, especially on uh, on the offense. Well, that's side. just it. Like, and, I, I mean, my God, the Giants are just. And Tony was obviously still injured. I I think it was obvious because he wasn't really that as explosive even when they did get him the ball. Yeah, but it it, it, it was not. So don't give credit to that. Like the Chiefs' defense no. is still trash, and when they play an actual opponent, they will get torched for like forty. And if they can't put up forty to match. I, I Chiefs don't make it. It's weird. I mean, you can't have every year be great. Even even when the Patriots and Tom Brady were playing, they never had. They didn't have every year go perfectly smoothly. So, I I don't think that like future wise, I'm that worried about the Chiefs. Um, but you can't dominate the league for like five straight years usually in the NFL. That's not just how it works. No teams go through up and down. So, I don't. I don't really m- remember the Patriots ever under Tom Brady having a stretch like this, though. I, I mean, this I, is that is true. I mean, no, because Tom Brady never has thrown that many interceptions that fast. I don't think he's ever led the league in interceptions like that. No, I could not, be wrong. I could be wrong, but 
I know Peyton Manning has led the league in interception. He did that sure in year. He did that in his rookie year. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, um, he's right. a slugger. A slinger. Before we head to week nine, obviously with our picks and predictions, I do want to mention our friends at Mohawk Honda because the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry truly makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. And right now, Go to Mohawk Honda and take advantage of that Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer that I've been telling you guys about for the past couple of weeks now. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the exact same day you go in, even if you don't buy from them. Then that's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads, students out there in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles, and their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from and you could go online if you if you can't make it in that day or want to do your research before go online and check out their full entire selection on their website go in though and make sure you stop in and say hi to greg johnson who's the assistant general manager there or jay katsas doyle or even louis the vip man morales or one of the many helpful sales consultants at mohawk honda their vast selection of honda certified pre-owned vehicles is I mean, tr- truly the best selection in the capital region. So now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book and the cash offer. Like I said earlier, Mohawk, Honda, and Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. I just keep getting pleased weekly by extending my lead over you, Taylor. I'm yeah, up you to know, five I'm, games. I'm taking risks here because I'm trying to, uh, you know, don't mind me. I'm eating my Halloween candy and in, in enjoyment. Um, I'm trying to catch up. So I mean, like the the Jaguars game last week, I I I thought that that was mo- mainly a, a coin flip. So I just kind of went with the Jaguars, even though you know. Oh, I miscalculated. I gave you Seattle. Thank you for reminding me. Hold on. God damn it. I'm God so damn it. You you were you were eight and seven. Which makes you 76 and 40, 46. So I'm six games ahead of you. Yeah. Thank you. Colts Colts fucking failed me. So. Colts were shocked. No, they don't. (laughs) No, they don't. The plays are there. They just. Carson Wentz needs to shape up. He'll have a great chance this week. Let's get to that game. Thursday night football. You're listening to this episode. Hey, so I'm sorry. I'm eating Halloween candy. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> You're a professional. I know. Thank you. Um, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> Jets and Colts. Uh, Mike White coming off a of 400. The first Taylor, the first 400 passing yard game. By a Jets quarterback in 326 games. So it's been a minute. Uh, Mike White making history out there. They go to Indianapolis to take on Carson Wentz and the Colts. Are you feeling the Mike White fever? Are the Jets going into Indianapolis and, and beating the Colts? No. God, no. I mean, I think this is going to be a situation where, you know, the Colts are pissed. They just right. lost a very winnable game. I put you they down ju- for the Jets. Yeah, they just watched the Bengals 
somehow get embarrassed by these Jets. I don't think that they're going to be coming no. in with the same attitude that the Bengals came in with. This no, game. this is the classic game. Like the Jets hit their peak and now it's going back down and the Colts are pissed off and, and they kind of see maybe they have a window, especially with how hard the schedule is after this. They need to handle their business at home against They need the their Jets. next two wins. They got the Jets and the Jaguars. They need those wins under yeah. the belt because and- then they play the – I think the Buccaneers and oh, the top five pick sounds so fantastic. <laughs> now I cannot wait. It's going to be great. Uh, no, I'm going with the Colts as well. They're, they're, they're going to, they're going to smack the Bills and the, the Buccaneers. That's what they play after the Jets and the Jaguars. They they're, really need these two wins. And, and I wouldn't honestly be surprised if Joe Flacco finds himself in the game in the second half because Mike White plays that bad. I, I just feel like it was an anomaly to me. Um, let's go to okay. the Falcons playing the Saints in New Orleans. Um, we don't really know who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Saints. It's supposed to be Taysom Hill. Maybe uh, he's supposed to be back after a brutal concussion he had three weeks ago. He is supposed to be back. However, Trevor Simeon is taking first team reps right now. There's a chance Trevor Simeon could be the starter at quarterback. However, Atlanta is not very good um, <laughs> at all. No. Actually, they're, they're really, really bad. And, uh, I mean, they do, they're coming off a loss against Carolina. This is a team uh, in the Saints that are coming off a win against the Buccaneers. So they're still feeling themselves, uh, still have weapons, won't have Michael Thomas back this year. He is officially done for the year after re-injuring that ankle. However, New Orleans at home against the Falcons. I'm going to stick with New Orleans on this one. I think Taysom Hill plays, and I think that's enough to beat the Falcons. Yeah, and I think what the Saints really pride themselves on, and they showed it in that win against the Buccaneers, is their defense. Um, yes. If anything, their defense is what is going to carry them to success. It's what has done a lot to carry them to success, especially, I mean, slowing down Tom Brady always in that Buccaneers <laughs> offense. You have to give them props for that one. Um, and then the Falcons, I mean, I thought the Falcons were kind of turning it around, and maybe they would have a decent enough season. Not a great season, but a decent enough season. They were sitting at 500. They were looking to make – a move, but then you lose the Panthers who obviously we have our history. I have my history with picking the Panthers. I thought that they'd be good. And the, without Christian McCaffrey, you lose to the Panthers. That's rough. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they struggle with good defenses, which the Panthers have a decent enough defense um, that I think in this game, the saints are going to take it. All right, let's go to Denver at Dallas, and Dallas was able to beat the Vikings with Cooper Rush. Dak Prescott's supposed to be back this week. Denver just traded away their best defensive player. They're lost on offense, even with Jerry Judy back. Terry, Terry Bridgewater just is not very good. Um, I don't see how they have the ability offensively to keep up with what Dallas is going to do, especially at home. As much as I'd love to see Denver win, uh, Dallas, Dallas is going to win this game. It's going to be pretty comfortable. Yeah, I mean, Dallas just, or uh, the Broncos just won against Washington, but it, I mean, 17 to 10. I yeah, mean, yeah, against Washington. And Washington, as we know now, we didn't know before in the preseason. I knew. But we know now. I knew. <laughs> Don't say we. I knew. <laughs> that Washington is not a very good football team. Um, I mean, to be fair, I also thought that, yeah, Washington. Okay. <laughs> but uh, to be fair, I also thought Washington was going to have uh, Fitzpatrick, but it didn't matter. I think it will make it a little bit of a difference. Tyler Haneke's not that good at all. He's bad. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys take this one, especially if Dak plays. If Dak doesn't play again, um, that would be a concern to me, but obviously we don't know because we're recording this on Wednesday and we just don't know for sure, for sure that it will be Dak. Uh, but Cooper Rush did enough. 
uh, to win that game the other night. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to go with the Cowboys either way, I guess. New England at Carolina. Here we go. All right, Taylor. Carolina. Uh, the Patriots are 4-4 four and four now. They're, they're trying to squeak in, <clears throat> excuse me, to the AFC playoff picture. Mac Jones is playing better of late. Um, I'm more looking at the matchup of Bill Belichick against Sam Darnold and a Panthers <laughs> offense that kind of seems lost right now. And that is why I'm picking the Patriots in this game. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I mean, just the thought. Hey, you 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 hit it right in the head, like Sam Darnold <laughs> versus the Patriots. Nah, he's gonna see ghosts again pretty soon. I mean, I, I, again, Christian McCaffrey uh, might may play. Um, I don't trust that because I don't trust anything until he's actually on the field. Because I, it feels like every week, it, well, before he went on the IR, it was like, oh, maybe this week, oh, maybe this week. Um, and I loved the. I, I was on the fantasy looking at it um, earlier today. Uh, I think before they had their. Um, uh, their practices and whatnot, but I thought it was hilarious. The The headline was Christian McCaffrey might play and he also might not play. Yep. Like, Real fucking helpful. And then it was like, <laughs> Matt rule says that he wants him to play week nine, but if not, he'll definitely we all want to. McCaffrey. Yeah. To but he, he was like, he was like, he might not play in week nine, but I'll definitely want him to play in week 10. And it's like, yeah, we all do. Like, you're not telling me anything. So I just thought that that was funny when I read that. I was like, Oh, thanks for nothing. Um, but with that being said, even with McCaffrey, the Patriots defense is is the best thing about this team. And I think that they'll do enough because the Panthers aren't very good. And, and Sam Darnold has a history against, you know, uh, the Patriots. So I think Bill Belichick eats him up. Let's go to the Vikings at the Ravens. Ravens coming off their bye. The Vikings just lost to a backup quarterback at home on Sunday night football. Um, if if they can't beat Cooper Rush, then they're not going to beat Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on the road. Like, the Vikings are just one of those teams, man. Like, they look great one week, and then they suck the next. Which Vikings team is going to show up? I don't know. Um, it's not prime time, so Kirk Cousins might show up for that one. But the Ravens, I think, are pretty pissed off. They've had over, they've had two weeks to sit on this um, shellacking that they got from Cincinnati at home. They're a pretty pissed off football team right now, and just simply more talented than Minnesota. I'm going the Ravens. Yeah, I think you're you're dead on with with your description of the Vikings. Is they're just a confusing team that sometimes they play well, sometimes they they don't. They like they really don't. And I think that just comes down to coaching. Um, and just being prepared for the games. I, I don't know what's happening with the Vikings. They just seem like lost out there sometimes. And then, it, I mean, I'm going back and I'm looking at the Vikings wins and like, you know, the lions barely the Panthers still also barely. And then the Seahawks who that that's probably their best win of the season. Mm -hmm. And that they went toe to toe with the Cardinals early on in the season. Um, but like they lost the Browns, the Bengals and obviously the Cowboys. So uh, I would be very surprised if the Ravens don't win this game and I'm taking the Ravens. Cleveland at Cincinnati, a big AFC North uh, matchup. Obviously, Cincinnati coming off a pretty disappointing week. Cleveland is too. Uh, both coming off disappointing losses, I think more so Cincinnati. It just kind of like, what are you doing? Uh, Cincinnati is more going for them at this point. Uh, it sounds like Cleveland's kind of on the rails right now. Um, they, who knows how healthy baker really is what's the obj situation they don't have much offensively guess what cincinnati does have 
Uh, it wasn't the offense's fault that they lost that game. Uh, they have plenty of weapons to put points up in bunches. Cleveland just doesn't have the firepower. Their defense is banged up. Cincinnati at home. Uh, they're looking for a bounce back. I got to go Bengals. Yeah, I, I, I tend to lean Bengals too. I Obviously, I don't think that the loss to the Jets is super meaningful. I think it's probably a lot of they underestimated their opponent. Maybe they weren't prepared for what they were going to do with Mike White. Because, I mean, no one did because you, you didn't have, like, tons and tons of film on how they were going to play. I don't um, know, man. His but... Western Kentucky footage is pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that was more of an aberration. And the Browns, I mean, they just lost the Steelers. I don't think the Steelers are very good. I don't think you think the Steelers are nope. very good. And so, yeah, that, that, that right there, the Browns. I mean, they need a get-right game. So maybe if they won this game, it would catapult them. But I'm taking the Bengals in this one. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this next one. Bills at Jaguars. You know who I'm picking. I'm pretty sure I know who you're picking. Yes, I'm picking the Bills. In case that's yeah, to be clear, the Bills. <laughs> Just to be clear. Uh, <laughs> no, the, if the there was any bad. doubt. Jaguars are bad. Bills really good. There's your analysis. <laughs> Hashtag analysis. <laughs> Only the type you need and can get at Sports with the Z and a T. Uh, Houston at Miami. That's the Houston at Miami. The, the battle road. for the number two overall <laughs> pick. Yeah, right. The On battle the for the number two overall pick. Tyrod Taylor might be back this week. I don't think it matters. Houston's bad. They're like they're bad, bad. They're really bad. Like Detroit, bad. Like they're bad. Um. The Dolphins at least have some kind of talent, and Tua is at least on some kind of mission to like prove that they shouldn't trade for Deshaun Watson this offseason. Um, so I, I, Dolphins have enough that they're going to win this one. Okay. Yeah, um, I tend to lean that way. Um, it is still a game where when I look at it, I don't think that the, I would be overall surprised if the Dolphins lost no, not this a, game because not the Lo- Dolphins have been really bad too. I mean, they just put up a whopping 11 points to the Bills and, you know, they lost. Bills the defense is pretty good about. though. Yes, that. yes. The, the Bills defense is very good. Um, they lost to the Falcons recently. They lost to the Jaguars. Um, yeah, but destroyed Houston. by the Colts. But Houston. I know, I know, but Houston. I know, I know, I know, I know. And Miami is six and a half point favorites at home. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go the Dolphins. You kind of, but have I, to. I feel like this is one we're gonna be talking about a week from now, and Could being be. like, one shock, like, oh, the Texans won them. One shock, Miami. Me. Miami's in a spiral because I mean, uh, that was all the rumors. So I don't, I feel like that's gonna, you know. The Raiders are going cross country to face the really, really bad New York football giants. Uh, And obviously the Raiders have been in the news for all the wrong reasons this week. Um, If you've been living under a rock late Tuesday or uh, Monday night, I should say, Henry Ruggs, uh, I guess it was considered Tuesday morning, um, was speeding, was driving under the influence, hit a car at 156 miles an hour and killed the 23 year old woman and her dog that were in the car uh rugs is facing two felony charges of driving while under the influence and cause of death um he is being held without bail and the court proceedings are going on. He had his preliminary hearing today. Um, the Raiders cut Henry Ruggs and, and 
it, it's just another strike against the Raiders and what has been an absolutely brutal year. But with that being said, um, this is a Raiders team since the firing of John Gruden or resignation of John Gruden is undefeated. They coming off a bye week after shellacking my Eagles. Um, now going cross country against a Giants team that's probably as banged up as anyone and, and really, really bad football team. Um, I think the Raiders have enough to beat the lowly New York football Giants. Yes, I do agree with that. And I mean, we, we forget the fact that this Vegas team is leading the AFC West. Um, and I'm yep. assuming they want to keep that. Um, and they have, they'd like to know, keep it that way. Yeah. The chargers and Kansas city hot on their tails. Um, obviously both of them would love to overtake uh, the Raiders. And I think that this game is one of those games, especially because they play the chiefs after, and then the Bengals and then the Cowboys. So like you have a tough stretch there where you, you don't know how many games you're going to be able to pull out of that. So getting a win against a team like the giants, yeah, that's one that's one you really need, I would think. Just because you don't you don't know. Maybe the Chiefs figure it out by then. Um and you know, the Bengals, if we all agreed that that Jets game was just an aberration, they're gonna be good and the Cowboys are obviously good. So you need this win right here. And so I think that the Raiders are gonna go out and do it despite all of this. I mean, Gruden I, I know I think this is worse than Gruden just because I someone oh died I, for sure. Right yeah. So uh, that's going to be a, a huge blow for the locker room, but I think that this they've already proven that they've they're strong. And let's be clear, I mean this is their uh, 2020 yeah. number 1 overall. I mean their first round pick and a guy yeah, that no. was starting to really break out this year for them and and kind of look like a more consistent receiver uh than he was his rookie year. So big blow for the Raiders there. Let's go to the Chargers. They head to Philly to take on the Birds. Uh sit, uh Four o'clock game, not six o'clock. Why was I about to say six o'clock game? Where, where the hell did I get that from? Um, four <laughs> four o'clock o- Saturday game. <laughs> yeah, four four o'clock uh, kickoff there. Um, Chargers are not playing good football right now, Taylor. Uh, they are. They have lost two straight. Herbert is turning the ball over at a, an egregious clip. Defense is not really stopping anybody, and they're play. They're traveling cross country to play an Eagles team that. Maybe is finally putting something together. I'm not going to sit here and say that they definitely have, but they, I mean, beat the hapless Lions 44 to 6. Um, I'm going to take the birds in this one. I, I, I mean, why the hell not? Yeah, I mean, ever ever <laughs> since the flower comparison, we've all been watering and fertilizing, and we're one to know, man. One to know since the flower, flower speech, flower power, birds by like 10. Um, yeah, I'm going to take the chargers and maybe this is the way that I win. If I just keep picking against the Eagles, whenever you pick for them and then I slowly, slowly, I know, I know, I know, but you have more times than you've not. I think the Buccaneers was the only one you didn't, right? No, I picked them to lose to Dallas. I think Did, no, you, no, you you said you would never pick Dallas. I think you picked you said so no. You picked you're right over that. I think the Buccaneers are the only one you picked against them. I'm trying to think, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, because yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'd go I'd, birds. Yeah. Unless you picked the Niners, but no, you didn't. No, you no, went to that game. 
No, uh, I went no. The Chiefs. I, no, the I went Chiefs, to see, so the I picked them to lose to the Chiefs too. I was gonna yes, say I right. def- definitely picked them to lose more than once. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers were the two. Uh, boy, did we lose to the Chiefs. But you have yeah. the easiest schedule, like you said, so you're probably going to pick them a lot. Not that I think that like teams like the Jets and the Giants are going to be the Eagles, but they could. Uh, but I am going Chargers in this one um, just because I think like what we just talked about with the AFC West, uh, they need this win to to keep within the Raiders, distance of the Raiders. And I think that this is a, a, a chance for them to play against the Eagles defense that I don't think is very good. I just think the Detroit Lions are absolute garbage. Um, so I think that the Chargers are going to be able to get right a little bit. Uh, I think it'll be probably be a good game, but I think the Chargers pull it out. This game was supposed to be really, really good and really, really fun. It turned out to not be that. It was actually my Super Bowl pick. Green Bay at Kansas City. Uh, now the Jordan Love led Green Bay Packers against the Chiefs team that looks completely lost. This is a tough game because Packers are feeling themselves, but have Jordan Love. Chiefs are not playing well at all. Um, but because of the Aaron Rodgers COVID positive case, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one. I, I mean, the Packers are my NFC uh, Super Bowl pick. However, uh, and I would pick them if Rodgers was the quarterback. However, that's not the case. Chiefs are going to win this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chiefs on this one as well. I mean, it's one thing to be missing all your starting wide receivers, but have Aaron Rodgers or, you know, the other way around. I think everyone, even the Packers would pick keeping Aaron Rodgers on the field. So to have Jordan Love out there, it's going to be a good showcase for the Packers to see what they have moving forward, assuming that, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't long for the Packers as he's made it perfectly known to everyone. Um, they're going to really see what Jordan Love has, especially against the Chiefs team, which this is a team... Mm-hmm that you can get this win. I mean, if the Chiefs yeah. keep playing like the Chiefs have been yeah. playing, then the Packers are, are in prime position to take well, this game. And, and I think everybody has those eyes set with how is Jordan Love going to play, uh-huh. right? Because, I, I mean, this is kind of like his big break. This is his audition. Are they going to see something that are that they can feel good about going into next year? Like, wow, you did this. You went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes. Or is he going to be a deer in headlights and it's just going to be – absolutely uh atrocious um i'm leaning towards i'm leaning towards the latter but we'll see uh arizona if i didn't say yeah no you did uh let's go to cardinals at san francisco look san francisco is you know they're coming off a win against chicago but i am not convinced that this is a very good football team um not really sure what they're going to do quarterback wise um, as I lost Taylor, if you saw on the YouTube page, I have lost Taylor. So hopefully we get him back soon. But I'm going to continue talking about this Cardinals-Niners game. This is a Cardinals team, guys, that, I, I mean, coming off a loss to the Green Bay Packers, still healthy. Taylor and I talked about what Kyler Murray may or may not be. Had a walking boot after the Monday night football game. We'll see. However, I think the Cardinals are going to do enough to beat the Niners, uh, and I'm going to go with the Cardinals. And if we get Taylor back here, I will ask him about that game. Uh, Let's go to the Sunday night game. That would be the Titans and the Rams. I mean, the Rams are just making it even better right now. They play uh, the Tennessee Titans. Oh, he said he disconnected and trying to connect. So we'll see. We we will see what happens. But 
Uh, the Titans losing Derrick Henry, the Rams getting Von Miller. Uh, this one is just too easy for me right now. The Titans, tough break. I was really liking what they were doing this year. But the Rams uh, are probably the hottest team in the NFC right now and just got better with the addition of Von Miller. Uh, we are going to go with the Rams on that one again. If Taylor does come back, we will ask him those picks as well. Uh, let's head to the Monday night football game. The Bears at the Steelers. Justin Fields looked good. He had the best game of his early career last week against the Niners. Uh, coincidentally enough, without Matt Nagy on the sidelines. Uh, they head to Pittsburgh, though, which is a really tough task. Um, Taylor and I both do not really like Pittsburgh as a good football team right now, but I think Pittsburgh defensively is going to do enough. Chicago has a lot of learning curves right now, and I think Pittsburgh at home are going to do enough to win this game. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh to round out the week. And if uh, if Taylor can get back in, I will uh, update you and ask him who he's going to pick between Arizona, San Francisco, Tennessee, and L.A. and Chicago at Pittsburgh. Um, before we go to our fantasy studs and duds, I do want to remind you uh, that we are also sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. Um, and we did just get Taylor, so I will get hey. back to him. I was just doing our, Sarah, our uh, Saving Face Barbershop read. Make sure you go up to Saving Face Barbershop up at Saratoga Springs off exit uh, 13N on the North Way. Uh, check out our guys, Jeremiah and the gang. Have a great, uh, great shop up there, and they really do a great job with your hair. You could go online and book an appointment or give them a call. They have at-home services as well, but I don't recommend it because the atmosphere is just so great, and the guys are fun to talk to, and the prices are good. So make sure you get in there and mention – uh, that you heard about them from Bryson Taylor at Sports with a Z and a T. Uh, Taylor, I did close out uh, while you were trying to reconnect. I uh, do apologize for the uh, issues, difficulties. we technical difficulties, as we call it. I did round out the final three games, so I am going to ask you on the record, Arizona and San Francisco, who you got? Uh, Arizona. All right, so we Arizona. Agree. Yeah, I picked yeah. Arizona. Uh, the Rams and the Titans. The Rams. No Derrick Henry. Right. It's going to be weird for the Titans. That's what I agree. This was the tougher one for me. Chicago at Pittsburgh. Obviously, Fields had a good week last week, but Steelers' defense is tough and at home. Yeah, uh, it is tough. I mean, Fields has been playing well. He had that spectacular play last that was unbelievable uh, last week. That was ridiculous. I mean, he had no business not getting sacked in the backfield and he turned it into a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if he's going to keep doing things like that. I mean, if I, I don't know why they don't run him more often. Maybe they will start to now, um, but I don't know if the Steelers are the ones that do it. You know, TJ White is on the edge there. You don't want to get wrecked. I think I'm going to go Steelers, but I hate it because I, I hate, hated it too, but both these teams. I hated it too, but I picked Pittsburgh as well. I don't blame you. All right, let's Pass. go to our fantasy studs and duds. We have a couple minutes left here. Let's get through this segment. Uh, you, you know, there, there's not as many buys this week. We got a lot of injuries, though, throughout the league. So running back, wide receiver, tight end, you're struggling on the injury. You picked up somebody on the waiver wire that you really like this week. 
Who are you starting this week to help you win your fantasy football matchup? All right. So it's probably pretty out. One, I think everyone should, uh, every league should have Adrian Peterson rostered at least. I'll just put that out there. He is the guy they brought in to potentially replace Derrick Henry. I know he's 36 years old, but at least he fits the scheme almost perfectly because he is a power rusher, um, an older power rusher, but a power rusher. And that's kind of what the Titans are based on. And so I don't think that it's impossible that he puts up decent numbers. I don't think he's going to be vintage AP, but I think that he will do enough. But He's still a 36-year-old, and they do like McNichols. And he yes. had he had 1,500 and 1,600 yard seasons his junior and senior year in college. McNichols can handle the load. You just don't know about him because why would you know about him? They have Derrick Henry. Um, exactly. I think it's going to be kind of a committee-type deal. I think McNichols is going to be more between the 20s guy, and they're going to have AP try to fall in backwards at the oh, end. No, I'm, round, I'm but... definitely not saying you should start AP this week unless you're desperate, which I might start him in a league because I am desperate. But um, Unless you're I'm Taylor. Saying, <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you should definitely start him over like those guys if you were able to get those guys on the waiver. But he should at least be rostered. If you have a throwaway roster spot, keep him on there just in case um, he fits really well with this offense. But who do I think is actually going to be a big stud this week? I'm going with a guy who's probably pretty obvious. If you own him, you're probably already starting him anyway. But I'm going to say it because I want to. Michael Pittman Jr. is really rounding into form. And I think against the Jets, he's really going to do work. What? What? It's because he's a cold. Oh, he's really coming into no, himself. He, he, is. Really Sorry, he no, is. He is. He had two touchdowns last week, over 100 yards, and I think he's had 100 yards in the past like three games. So I, I, I think that he's really going to do well, especially against the Jets. I mean, the Jets are all awful, terrible. If you weren't going to start Pittman before, definitely start him now. Yeah, you no, can start I, him over a lot of guys who I think are going to have worse games than he is. Probably. Um, I'm going to go at the running back position, and I'm going to go Miles Gaskin, who's had an up-and-down kind of year. Uh, but you see the Houston Texans, and you just figure they have allowed the most fantasy points on the entire season, which is true, but they've actually allowed the 11th most to running backs. Um, so not an automatic must-start, but the Dolphins' offense and, and, and Gaskin has been getting more involved these past couple of weeks. Um, he's averaging about 15 carries has been more involved in the passing game. Uh, Houston is just so bad. I, I think Gaskin finds himself um, <clears throat> as a pretty good RB two this week. And if you're looking at some value for DFS, he's like 67 or 6,500 on, on DFS this week on DraftKings. So good value there for miles Gaskin. I would look that way. Um, if I were you, let's go to uh, the sit the duds, if you will, of the week nine fantasy football scene. Who are you completely avoiding this week, Taylor? All right. So I am going to stay away from, and it hurts to say it because I have him in a couple leagues. I'm going to stay away from Jacksonville and James Robinson. Um, one, he, he has his, his injury. Yes, exactly. If he, if he even starts, but I, I, I would go ahead and maybe not want to start his backup either. Um, but just, especially if you have Robinson, I just don't know, even if he plays, um, he might be uh, limited. And obviously Jacksonville is going up against Buffalo who has one of the best defenses in the NFL and are really flexing on people. I don't think the Jaguars are going to put much points at all up. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm going with James Robinson in this one, especially because with the injury, if he even plays, I don't know if he's going to be very effective. It hurts me because he's one of my starting running backs in at least one league. But it is so a lot of people to start the year were giddy about Mike Williams. Um, you know, started the year with three straight weeks of at least 22 fantasy points. However, he's facing the Eagles, who they're not a perfect defense. But if there is one thing they have a strength in, it would be their secondary between Darius Slay and Steven Nelson. The Eagles allow the third fewest fantasy points to receivers this year. He will be locked in on probably Darius Slay. I actually think Steven Nelson's going to find himself on Keenan Allen. Um, he scored less than five points in three of the last four. Uh, it, it's try, The Chargers are trying to get right, but... Um, I think it's going to be more of Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. If the Chargers offense is trying to get simple and back to the basics, I don't think Mike Williams is exactly the guy they're going to go to in a tough matchup on the road uh, with the secondary the Eagles have. Uh, I would avoid Mike Williams this week. All right. So that is our fantasy studs and duds. We do have a couple minutes left. We do want to address that the Braves won the world series. Congratulations to Shen grad. Uh, and uh, Clifton Park native Ian Anderson for becoming a World mm -hmm. Series champion. Uh, the Braves made quick work of the Astros. Yeah, I went to game six, but it didn't really ever seem that close. And it was a 7 nothing shellacking of the Astros in game six. Jorge Soler uh, was unbelievable. Freddie Freeman was unbelievable. Albies had a great series. Dansby Swanson did well. Max Freed had a, had one of the games of his lives, uh, six innings pitch, six strikeouts, did a, everything he could. Um, this is a Braves team. It hurts for me to see the Braves win a World Series. It's a Phillies fan. Um, but to be honest, it is impressive is that my is that my video that was playing? I had an ESPN video so. play. Nice. Not mine. Nice. Yeah, it was it was ESPN. Gotta love it. <laughs> um but honestly, you gotta give credit where credit's due. This is a Braves team that lost their home run leader in Marcelo Zuna, mm -hmm. lost Ronald Acuna to a torn ACL, reconstructed the outfield at the trade deadline and prayed to God that they could hold water. They ended up winning the NL, the, the NL East and, and absolutely, I mean, and who they beat in the division, beating the red hot uh, Cardinals, beating the red hot, I mean, the Dodgers, taking out the Dodgers is one thing, and then beating the Astros in the World Series. Credit where credit's due, the Braves are World Series champions. Yeah, and as our resident Yankee fan here, um, I'm very happy to see that the Astros <laughs> lose. I don't really care about the Braves, but, you know, fuck the Astros and their cheating there you go. asses. But, uh, yeah, it was really impressive. Um, shouts out to Ian Anderson. Really cool to see um, a guy from around here just down the road um, having so much success and, and having one of the best games in the World Series. Um, but... I think it was really impressive the way that they were able to reconstruct their outfield at the trade deadline and have it work so wonderfully to the tune of winning a World Series and doing it in uh, dramatic fashion um, the way they did against the Astros, beating you know who we thought was the best team in the in baseball um, with the Dodgers. Um, I think you got to give all props to them, and it's going to be fun next year. See how see how everything flushes out. 
Yeah, and there's there's a lot to look forward to next year, um, especially in free agency. This is a big year in free agency. However, not to be doom and gloom, but be mindful of the fact that we may not have baseball uh, next year. There There is a um, end of contract coming up here at the end of November, and I believe November 26th. Um, there will be no collective bargaining agreement and it doesn't really feel yeah. like the sides are close. And even though free agency will be going on, um, I have a feeling that next year is behind the eight ball to starting, but we will see, sure. uh, the free agency sure. class is led by Carlos Correa, uh, Justin Verlander, Corey Seager, Trevor Story, Max Scherzer, Marcus Simeon, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Michael Conforto, Kevin Gosman. This is a loaded uh, offseason uh, full of free agents, so it will certainly be interesting to see what happens. And the collective bargaining agreement actually expires December 1st. A lockout, like I said, appears likely, so we will see what happens from there. We will keep you posted on anything that happens in the baseball world when it comes Not to that. too optimistic. But Not too optimistic. Maybe, maybe they'll come together and they'll figure it out, but it's it's going to be a bumpy ride. It's not sounding great. Um, next week, we'll try to tackle some NBA. If anything happens, nothing too, too drastic has happened the past couple of games. Uh, and obviously, over the past week, it's kind of been business as usual for the NBA. Obviously, the NFL and college football is where all the talk of the town is right now. So we will keep you posted on that. Keep it locked into our Twitter page at sports underscore podcast, as well as my and Taylor's pages as well at zbrice 21 and at TLATS with two T's and two S's. Uh, we are sports with a Z and a T. We are sponsored again by Mohawk Honda Johnstone Supply in Troy and Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We are presented by Godzilla Media, and you can find all our episodes, including this one, on YouTube, Spotify, and, of course, Apple Podcasts as well. Um, Taylor, anything before we we part ways for the week? Um, no, make sure you guys, you know, do the whole subscribe and rate us and give us five stars because you love us and generally Everybody support the show. Stars. Go to go to go to Saving Face Barbershop and make sure you mention our name because you know that only helps us. That only helps us and it will help. Go to Mohawkana, get a new car and tell them we sent you. That that'll that'll Yeah, that'll that'll ruffle some feathers. <laughs> uh, um but no, absolutely and stay safe out there. Enjoy the big football games this weekend and of course uh Enjoy the NBA and the NHL. Baseball is over, so we got one sport off the docket, unfortunately. Enjoy some hockey. Enjoy some hockey out there, all right? You know, enjoy watch the Heat because they're like the best team in the East right now. All right. It is time to go. (laughs) You guys have a good week. Uh, For Taylor, I am Bryce. We will catch you next week. See ya.